Welcome into another Red Out Podcast. My name is Devin. I hope you all had a nice winter. Um, we're going to get the guys in here in just a second, so we're going to get us started if I can get... Hey, how about them tops, son? You're listening to the Red Out Podcast. So uh, I did kind of hint at the before the uh, end of, the, of last year that we were going to have a sponsor. So let's get our uh, our episode. Uh, this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Let's see if. <laughs> I, hey, Jared, how's it going, buddy? It's good. How's it going? Good. We have a climbing baby. We should have Matt in the studio here in just a second. Sounds kind of dangerous. Let's see if I can get this. Uh, this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey, sponsor. Well, what? And it's a strong person who admitted. I talked to my doctor who referred me to a therapist, and I really didn't have much say as to who the therapist was. But with this episode sponsored, BetterHelp, you do. You can filter out who you would like to talk to, age, gender, religion, and more to pair you with the person who works best for you. And if the person isn't exactly who you're wanting, you're not stuck. You can switch counselors. BetterHelp strives to offer affordable, professional, and accessible online therapy. So go to betterhelp.com slash today to save 10%. By doing this, you not only support us, you can work toward a brighter, healthier you. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. So I hope you all could hear that very well over my daughter. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry to our, our sponsor if, if it was a little, she was a little loud there. But we're back for break. Um, we're going to talk some Western sports here in just a little bit. Um, we've got um, crazy news going on, weather and everything else. I hope you all had a good break. Uh, Jared, winners and losers, buddy. What do you got? Well, I mean, loser obviously has to be my Dolphins or basically any professional sporting team I care about. <laughs> well, I mean, Miami was – that whole seven-game winning streak was a miracle in itself. Like, I'm glad I didn't go to the game. It was in Nashville against the Titans. I thought about it, but I knew in January. I was like, wow, it's probably going to snow. And even the week beforehand, it was 70 degrees. I'm like, it's probably going to snow. And then, of course, it snowed. So I'm glad I just sat at home and watched it on TV. But it was still pretty bad. It was ugly. Winter, I selfishly, I have to choose myself because I just cooked like a bomb supper right now. I made some like homemade lobster tacos, like pico de gallo, Ooh. sauteed onions, cheese, chipotle sauce, margarita, whole nine yards. It was delicious. So. I'm Dang pretty excited dude. about that. I'll have to remember that. Real lobster or like fake lobster from No, like IGA. I got the I bought the lobster and cooked it and everything. Wow. Alive? No, not not oh. quite. <laughs> like I got I went to Walmart and got like the lobster tails they have and I took the meat out of the shells and then just, just pan fried it with the onions and it was perfect. Cool. That amazing. Cool, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jared sent me a picture of uh, his beverage of choice for the episode. So it was really I've got good. my pina colada sitting here drinking it. You know, you've reached you're almost your thirties when all you get for Christmas is alcohol. So that's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, Matt. What? Do you... Sorry, what do you got? Uh, yeah, winners and losers. Um, 
I got to give a shout out to uh, <laughs> to my Titans, Jared. Uh, tighten up. Um, that was an impressive victory. And uh, back in the number one seed, and it's pretty amazing that they've been able to do that without Derrick Henry and and Julio Jones and A.J. Brown for huge chunks of the season. Yeah, I see so, Henry's coming back too. Yeah, I, I don't know. if Have they announced like when he might be? or I'm sure they're going to keep it under wraps. They just said if he was back from IR, but I don't know if that means yeah. he's fully cleared think, to play this I Sunday. think they have like two weeks or something to come off of it. So, anyway. Something like um, that. A shout out to the Titans. And then, yeah, he's uh, too. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, that reminds me of my granddad. He used to go, all right. Anyway, <laughs> and then he'd like hit his head and then rub his hair. It was weird. Anyway, uh, so, I, don't, I don't think I had a little So, Matt, there. when when do you think the Titans will choke? Because it's coming. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know, man. Um, <laughs> AFC Championship. Yeah, probably. Probably. I don't hey, know, man. I feel good a, about them, though. Team as a Packers me. fan, I am prepared for an <laughs> NFC Championship game and then nothing else. Like, I know we're going to get there, but that's about it. Sorry. Imagine if it was Packers-Titans Super Bowl. Imagine. <laughs> oh, I yeah. mean, I mean that's almost guaranteed Packers, but yeah. Bro. Mm, shade. <laughs> <laughs> the silence is so much fun. Um, <laughs> I don't even know how to respond, man. I'm just dumbfounded. Well, I also had I mean, a six-and-a-half-hour appointment today, so I'm a little fried. Well, okay. Honestly, just... Okay, so honestly, like with the Titans, like growing up in South Central Kentucky, being like an hour from Nashville during the Steve McNair era and all that, like there was a lot of disappointment in my age for the Titans, you know, expecting them to do well and then not. And so maybe I just have like that perpetual disappointment just ready to come out. I don't know. (laughs) Stop. I guess. I mean, honestly, it's been... I mean, that was nice when they were actually winning some, and it was exciting, and then the last decade and a half has been horrible. Oh, my so gosh, It's yes. nice to, that they're just decent again and not absolutely horrendous to watch. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean that's yeah. great. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I'll cheer for them, don't get me wrong, and I respect people who cheer for local teams like that um, because you can actually go to the game, like – me going to a Green Bay Packers game is like very limited. So, yeah. I mean, unless they play in uh, Nashville, touche. Or I mean, and I mean, I could go to an indie game, but indie's still like three three hours away from me. I mean, Nashville's still Not closer. Bad. I will say that going to the Titans game and being a Dolphins fan and actually cheering for the road team is like the most fun I've ever had at a sporting event. Really, being the heel? Yeah, being the heel is so much fun. Like when you don't have that home support and then when your team is like obliterating the home team and you just rub it into their face, it's beautiful. Uh, yeah. Hey, that's, yeah. I will I say I have, been, I, I have been to several Music City Bowls for whatever reason. When my little brother was in Little League football, like we always got tickets. Um, and so we would go and somehow the Little League players got free tickets to them. And so it would always be like Kentucky versus whoever. And so I'd be like, nah. <laughs> and I would wear like the other team's colors. Yeah, speaking so of the Music City Bowl. Grade. No, speaking of that, though, it was a crazy one this year with Purdue and Tennessee. 
Yes. Like it was, was. completely oh, back yeah. and forth the whole game, and then Braum was able to pull out the win and everything. It's a in overtime. So Jeff that was really Braum. fun to watch. Yeah. I I did see um where um there's a guy I follow on TikTok, um, and I don't know if you've all seen it or not, but he does the the game film on TikTok and he always calls out players, supposed players, and uh, he'll be like you know, Davis, what were you doing here? You're acting unathletic. You're going to let everybody beat you just like your mom. And it's like, what? <laughs> if you haven't seen him, check him out on TikTok. He did do a Tennessee-Purdue. And he did do a Western one, too. Western versus uh, UTEP. Oh, yeah. Or UTSA. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, really funny stuff. Uh, but speaking of football, uh, we're going to just kind of talk about the uh, bowl game just real quickly here. Okay, cool. Quit, Abby. Uh, so Western beat App State fifty nine to thirty eight. It was a great game, and Bailey Zappi beat Joe Burrow's record. Uh, Matt, what did you think of the game? That's exactly how I thought it would go. Uh, <laughs> no, That's I mean, good. look, man, I had that formula that I told y'all about in the chat, and I don't know if I really said it here on the podcast, but anyway, basically. Like for a team to beat Western, they had to, they definitely had to score at least 30 points. And they have to have a good enough defense that can slow us down enough. And App State has a good defense, and they needed Western's offense to not do that well. Well, the def, I mean, the offense was um, amazing, and our defense was good enough late in the game. And I just, I mean, they, they just got beat by a better team. I mean, Western after the UTSA game was one of the best teams, I think. I mean, top – I don't know if we were top, like, true top 25, but we were – I think most teams we would have played, we would have given them a lot of trouble just because of the offense. Um, yeah. And so it just – I think there was there were very few teams that would have had the skills to, um, to stop our offense and, and have enough offense themselves to keep up with – with ours so so uh, let me ask you this well let me ask you this while i got you on here do you think if utsa had lost to uh, had beaten uh north texas going into the conference championship game do you think western would have beat them would they have been laxed enough for western to beat them that's a good question because obviously it motivated them um and woke them up so um i don't know I mean, I, I think – I still think that game was about Western. Um, we literally did everything we could have to screw up that game. Yeah. And, and UTSA did everything they could to win it, and we still lost by eight. I mean, you go back and you look, there were truly like 30 – I counted it up. It was like 36 points we left out on the field. Wow. Um, between yeah. missed field goals um, – not getting touchdowns on on opportunities for field goals and the turnovers. I mean, you add all that up, it was like 30-something points, and we lost by eight. Yeah. I mean, I I definitely agree. I think Western should have won that game. Um, And I think that game lit Western's fire, so to speak, in beating App State. Absolutely. I mean, we beat them 59-38, to and App State's not that bad of a team. No, I think that was the biggest loss that they had, like at least the most points scored against them since they've jumped in FBS. So that was a pretty big deal. Yeah. I mean, Jared would have been top. Sorry. They would have been top. No, no, no. Go ahead, Matt. All I was going to say, it wasn't much. Uh, They would have been top 25 if they hadn't lost to uh, 
Louisiana Lafayette twice. So, I mean, they're they're a pretty darn good team. They just faced a better team in in Lafayette. So yeah, ahead, yeah, definitely. Uh, no, no, you're good, Jared. What, what were your thoughts on the bowl game? On the bowl game, I mean, I was really impressed with how they looked. I mean, they were able to control basically the entire game. I mean, I never really had much of a doubt that we would lose once we were able to get a pretty decent lead going too. Plus seeing Zappy being able to break not just one, but two NCAA records in one game is insane. I mean, I wish he would have gotten 6,000 yards so bad. I know he was close, but I mean, that's still going to be a record that hopefully will stand for a long time just for the fact that, I mean, <laughs> all those like over 60 touchdowns and almost 6,000 yards. I mean, not many quarterbacks can come in and do that just right off the bat. And the fact that he only had one year at Western to do that is insane. I couldn't imagine if he had one more year left or if he would have transferred here a year or two ago, like what kind of career he would have had if we were able to keep him and Kitley just to hold on to them for multiple seasons at Western instead of Houston Baptist. But, I mean, I'm still thankful for the season that we've had. Um, I mean, I wish our record would have been a little better. I feel like there was a couple of games that we lost that we could have won. And, obviously, coming up short in the conference title game was kind of sad. But UTSA, they had a once-in-every-20-years kind of year. <laughs> and we're not going to have to deal with them once they go to the American anyways. So... I mean, it gives me hope for the future. I just hope Helton doesn't kind of drop the ball in the quarterback situation with another grad transfer like Pigram was. But, uh, I mean, I hope we can get another guy or maybe even promote someone we already have to fill the role that Zappy left behind. And yeah. the good news is, is we'll still have another Zappy on campus because his brother Trent, he's a linebacker. He's going to be playing on the Hill. So he just committed yesterday, I think. So that's awesome. We'll still be able to kind of keep that family line going at Western. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Um, I think that'd be nice. I mean, I don't know if he'll be as successful as successful as his brother. Excuse me, but uh, Zappy threw for five thousand nine hundred and sixty-seven yards. So it's a lot. Unbelievable. So he was like what thirty-three, thirty-three yards. Yeah, there you go, thirty-three yards short, and that's. Yeah. And if you think about it, if you go look back and look at like the drive charts and stuff like that, there was some. There were like there was a turnover or something and so we had a short field and stuff like that and also you had that big long run by um, Whittington too that probably would have been passing yards if he just hadn't busted an 86 yard run so um, it's just kind of circumstance that he didn't get to 6,000 well I mean I'll take the win and any day of the week don't get me wrong um, and you know, I want success spread across the board but yeah being 33 yards short kind of sucks but oh well <laughs> Um, yeah, my daughter's decided to just start taking stuff out of a box and chucking it around the room. So when I start talking and I get cut off, that's what's going on. I'm trying to mute the mic. So when she drops something big, I'm not. (sighs) We should do a podcast where everybody has a kid in the room and see what happens. Well, Jared, get on that, buddy. (laughs) I'll bring my dog. Does that count? Yeah, I'll go home. Uh, and let's let's just hang out in the kids' room. <laughs> hey, or actually, just hey, let your hey, kids hey, run hey, the podcast. Hi. hi. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. We could. Oh. Yeah. We've got a spike in listeners this week. I wonder what's going on there. there uh, go. No, I'm, but yeah. The, I mean, seriously. Like, um, I mean, I, I was overall happy with the season. Uh, what about you all? I mean, yeah, I was. I mean, a few games early on. I mean, going one and three in non-conference still wasn't exactly preferable by any means. 
I feel like even if we would have beat, we should have beaten Indiana. Like, there's no yep. reason we should have mm-hmm. lost that game the way that it went. I mean, and of course, the first time we played UTSA in that interception, that's another one we could have got. Um, of course, if we didn't lay an egg against Army in the first half, that's another one we would have got. So, I mean, it's a lot of hindsight, 2020 kind of stuff. But, I mean, overall, I think it's a good season. And, of course, I mean, it gives you a lot of hope moving forward. But And even with a lot of the departures we've had, losing Kitley and Coach Laughlin, the running back coach, of course, a lot of the wide receivers, Stearns is going pro, Zappy's gone, uh, Tinsley went to Penn State. I mean, there is a little bit of turnover, but at the same time, the core that's left is still really strong. I think Ben Arbuckle is going to be the new like, – co- I think it's got like three different co-offensive coordinators – so I think that's kind of an interesting approach to do it, but he's getting promoted. He was a quarterback's coach, I think. And uh, we'll still have Craig Burt Jr., we'll still have My- Malachi Corley, still have uh, Josh Stearns, and uh, I mean, we still have Caden Veltkamp coming in. Uh, we still have a good base. We have a lot of good players coming in. Uh, I'm pretty happy with a lot of the moves that have been made in the offseason for the most part. I mean, it's not bringing in a veteran guy as much as it is giving these younger guys a chance. And even with uh, Maurice Crum as well, the defensive coordinator, like it did kind of take him a little bit. I mean, I think our defense wasn't that great at the beginning of the season, but you saw how it kind of tightened up once we got into the heart of conference play. And it looked a lot better. Hopefully, he's learned a lot this season to help us next year and kind of be more ready off the bat. So, I, I think this was a good season overall. I do, too. I like. I completely agree with everything you said. Um, I do wish we could have the Army and the Indiana game back for sure. Uh, Matt, what did you think? Yeah, I mean, you know, big picture, you you have to take a step back from the, you know, the disappointment from the conference championship game and stuff. That was a that was really deflating, but – I mean, if you look big picture, uh, number one, we made it to the championship game um, first time in five years. And then, um, you know, you win nine games and you played a tough schedule. You know, I, you look back and like like y'all said, you look back at those three games probably that we could have won with uh, Indiana Army um, and UTSA and early in the year. And it's it's like, man, we could have we could have been – UTSA or, or whatever this year, or there could have been two UTSAs in Commerce USA or whatever. And um, it just kind of blows your mind. It's unfortunate that the defense was like a complete mess in the beginning of the year. Like you look back at how bad they were. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like statistically and just watching them, it, it was terrible. And it's like, what, what's the problem here? And I think Jared, you nailed it on the head with crumb. I think he was really learning on the job. And he wasn't sure what he wanted to do. And he admitted it. You know, if you look at some of his later interviews and stuff, he was talking about how he, he tried to make it too complicated. And, uh, you know, he simplified it later in the year. And I think the, the guys finally clicked in and got it figured out. And, I mean, honestly, you uh, we got a shout-out from having so many turnovers uh, in, what was it, the national championship game or something they talked about. Or somebody, I can't remember. I was watching a bowl game, and they mentioned that Western Kentucky was one of the three or four teams that had the most interceptions in the nation. Um, and so that was pretty cool. Yeah, um, that was pretty cool. To force a ton of turnovers and, and be up there. and I mean, it, it was an exciting season, and, you know, two NCAA records, like Jared said. And, I mean, it's just 
it's nice to see. It's good to be back in that, like kind of getting getting to be the elite program that hopefully we can be year in and year out. And hopefully we can just kind of move it forward for next year. I mean, um, like Jared said, you got the core and you got some people coming in. And I think some of the pieces that you hopefully will keep should be a pretty good core. And then it's up to the transfer portal. You know, get some get some holes filled. Um, and I know Jared mentioned uh, Veltkamp. I think he'll take a few years before he's really going to be able to do anything. But um, he looks like a nice Nice prospect at quarterback, so we'll see what happens. And I feel positive about it heading into heading into spring, and hopefully they just fill in the pieces they need to and go on and roll forward. I, I yeah, I, that's the big thing. You got to fill those pieces that you need and uh, move on. And I'm I'm I'll echo what you said about the defense because, like you said, it it wasn't even bend but don't break. It was the old paperclip Sanford strategy. Um, but I don't want to harp on old, old, bring up old arguments or anything, but you know, um, it was just, it was very ineffective at the beginning of the year. The defense was, and I mean, it goes to show, you know, we lost by three to army and lost by four, uh, two, sorry, two to Indiana. Um, and I think if you took the team at the end of the year, uh, that played app state and Marshall and FAU, and played those teams against Army and IU, we would have beaten them soundly. Absolutely. Um, and honestly, I don't know if we couldn't have beaten MSU, Michigan State. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. Maybe a hot take, but I'll, I'll say it. Um, I, I think those. I, I think that team at the end of the year was a lot better than the team that played Michigan State. Um, but uh, moving on, we had one great day. That was an awesome day. Western went on and obviously beat App State in the morning. And then in the afternoon, Western played Louisville and won. Finally. That was a great – it was awesome. Yeah. Cannot cannot fault it at all. Western beats Louisville. Uh, Justice shot a career high of 25 points. Five three-pointers. Could not miss. Now, let's back up <laughs> and talk about when we played Kentucky a few days later. Justice could not hit water if he fell out of a boat. <laughs> it wasn't just him, it was everybody. No, and I'm not. And I'm picking on Justice in particular, but yeah, you're right. I mean, there were several times that I remember watching the UK game because I was so excited to rub it in my father's face at Christmas. <laughs> I was like, yes, please let us beat Kentucky. Um, and there were several spans, which you can't do when you play a team like Kentucky, where Western ran down the floor, missed, Kentucky took it back and scored. There was I, I want to say there was at least a good couple minutes there of no scoring. And it was the most frustrating thing to watch because it was like, oh, my gosh, we're not going to come back from this. Mm-hmm. And, um, and especially when Sharp went out, that was a big nail biter for me. And then, of course, what was the kid? Grady? Is that? Yeah, Grady. Yeah. That kid couldn't miss anything. It almost seemed like the goal moved when he would shoot. You know, it'd be a brick and the goal would move over about six inches and he would go straight through. How about 28 damn rebounds? I think that's the guy I had. Uh, Yeah, Kentucky had 51 rebounds. Like, where are our guys at the three point line? He out rebounded us by one himself. 28 to 27. (laughs) I honestly was really hoping 
that Sharp would break the blocking record. That was the most fun thing for me because listening to the announcers, they're like, you know, the record for this is 11. And then right there, Sharp blocked a shot. And I was like, yes, this kid can do it. I'm like, he's only got four to go. And then he got hurt. Yeah, which sucks. Which I'm I mean, assuming is just – he probably just rolled his ankle or something. Yeah. Maybe a, maybe a high ankle sprain. It was a sprain. Okay. So, so he, could, he, he had a sprain, which obviously – like I was very confident in his being able to return like the next game because he walked off the court. Usually injuries like that, if like they're being helped off, it's a break. And you're like, oh, crap. You know, we're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um and he played against uh, La Tech, right? Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. Yeah, so he and he played uh, 39 freaking minutes. That sounds like Rich Stansberry <laughs> coached that game. Uh, <laughs> okay, um, so the Southern Miss game was that a COVID issue or what? Yeah, for yeah, Southern, it was okay. Southern Miss COVID. Yeah. Okay, uh, just checking because who knows? Because that should have been a surefire win. They're horrible. Mm-hmm. Did they reschedule it? Is there just Postponed indefinitely. Um, I don't know what they're going to do. Last year they didn't make up make any of those up, right, Jared? I don't think they made yeah. anything up. I mean, I don't. I don't think, think, I think you're right. Uh, but so anyway, Western lost to Kentucky by 35 points, which was goodness gracious me. That was a very tough game to watch after Sharp went out because like there was nothing. I, nobody was hitting. <laughs> They were hitting very seldom, and then Kentucky would hit everything and couldn't miss. Um, I yeah, just, I just so. think that was pure snake bit. I mean, you just perfect storm of horrible. I um, think somebody had like a Western Kentucky voodoo doll and was cursing us or something. I have no idea what was going on there. Probably so. <laughs> Someone in Lexington. Yeah, Coach Cal's wife or something. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I mean it was bad. It was a real. I, I've got a, I've got a, a, a Louisville fan who's a friend who, uh, we were talking yesterday, and he was like, he sits, you know, I was aggravating him. He had a Nike sweatshirt on, and I was like, does that say Western? And he's like, no, no, not even close. And I said, <laughs> I told him, I said, I was like, dude. I was like, come on, I figured you'd be cheering for us against Kentucky. And he's like, oh, I was. I saw that dreadful thing. And I was like, yeah, that's that was it was really bad. It was really sad. <sighs> it was pretty depressing. But anyway, uh, and then Western played Law Tech, oh, God. Um, which was <laughs> more depression. That was so um, bad. Yeah, I mean, even like uh, we were up by eight points at one point in the first Eight point. I mean, we had a good buffer of eight points there for the longest time. And yeah, we were Even, as much as we seventeen. Were, what, seventeen, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say we we've got a lead of uh, seventeen or so into the second, and then they just slipped right back in on us. Which I will say, the officiating was terrible. Like I can understand yeah. how Louisiana Tech has won however many games it is they've, in a row they've played at home. I can kind of see it after that. I mean, even Sharp, if he was within like two feet of Kenneth Lofton Jr., I feel like they would draw a foul or call a foul on Sharp or whatever. I thought it was kind of one-sided. But, I mean, there was still plenty of opportunities that Western had that they just kind of peed down their leg. Of course, Stansberry getting that technical, that didn't help anything either. I mean, I understand why he would be upset, but that kind of cost them the game too. Well, yeah, I mean, I think – Literally, they, they hit those two free throws, right? Mm-hmm. So – 
we lost by one. So you could say the technical foul literally cost us the game. And another thing, too, that I'm surprised that teams haven't started doing yet is just start fouling Sharp. Because mm-hmm. whenever he's at the free throw line, I mean, he, chances are he's going to miss both of them. Like, that's what happened in that game, too. He got fouled on the stretch and had two shots and didn't make them. Yeah. And by the way, hey, you got to make those and, easy points. I went back and watched it a little bit. And I, y'all might be surprised by this take. I don't know. But I honestly, y'all know that I'm not uh, the world's biggest Rick Stansbury fan. I mean, really? Really? Yeah. Comes <laughs> uh, back to the other day. No, but in all seriousness, I went back and watched. And I really think a lot of it was, I mean, not all of it. There were some things that I was, I would question. And I kind of question, I definitely question his rotation and stuff. Like you can't not keep playing six players. We had two guys that played a total of four minutes, um, Sherman Brashear and Jalen Butts. And, and then we had six guys that played all the rest of the minutes. And Josh Anderson, for some godforsaken reason, is coming off the bench scoring double digits every night, and then you've got starters that can't come close to double digits. Anyway, um, other than that, though, like we got down 17. I went back and watched, and I was looking for like, okay, how did we screw this up? And honestly, it was just kind of like, you know, they made shots with hands in their face. Um, You know, questionable technical foul call. Um, You know, Jamarian Sharp clearly gets the rebound and then gets fouled, and then they go down. He misses both. You know, we missed some free throws. It was just some bad luck. Um, yeah. And and obviously, 17 points, you should have found some way to figure it out and, and not screw it up that bad. But yeah. it, was, it was just a combination of some just kind of crap plays that happened. And I, I want to be fair and say that it wasn't it wasn't like Rick just screwed this up or something. Like we just had some bad luck and made a couple mistakes and they they made shots and um found a way. Lofton's amazing. That guy, man, uh he was finding ways around sharp and stuff like getting sharp to do uncharacteristic things and jump and get off his feet and stuff <laughs> like that. And he was just really good. Um so shout out to him. He's a good freaking player. Well, I will say the the sad part, looking down through the stats here for the team stats, um, Western only had like 12 total free throws. Mm-hmm. They hit eight, but uh, Law Tech had 20 and they hit 15. So like Jared was saying, I mean, whether you want to say one-sided drafts or whatever, but um, it's a big discrepancy there when they, the other team has eight more. Whether – you want to say it's fouls or whatever. And then, of course, one of those being a technical for Law Tech. Um, and then, of course, Western had a lot more defensive rebounds. Um, and, uh, of course, total turnovers. Uh, Western had 16, where uh, Law Tech only had 11. Uh, so you just got to, you know. The worst, uh, like Jared said earlier, the worst stat for me is the 17 is the largest lead. LaTeX largest lead, one. One, yeah, at the end. One, which is so sad. Gosh, it's it's just a Western thing, isn't it? It's almost like a Titans thing. It's just. And at the very end of the game, I think we had like a ninety-nine percent chance to win, and then like it skewed the other direction once Lofton was fouled with like five seconds left, and he made those free throws. Yeah. I mean, think about like the uh, Cam Justice misses the front end of a one and one. Yeah. That's two points right there. You know, um, 
just some other little, just little t- tiny things. In a one-point game, you can point at anything and be like, well, that was it. But And see, one of the things I tweeted afterwards, too, is that it felt like a Conference USA title game to me because of how much bad luck we had and the fact that we lost a close game the way we did after being well, up huge. One thing that Rick did that I didn't like uh, was mismanaging the timeouts because we had no timeouts the last, like, five minutes of the game, and you're playing a bench of one. So you're not giving them any break. They have no idea what the plan is, and you're hoping that the other team calls timeout. They had three timeouts with a couple minutes left, and they were able to settle down and and call the timeouts when they needed them. We didn't have any at all. And that last play, what if we had a timeout? What if we had a timeout a little bit before that so we could talk about what the plan would be if certain things happened? Um, yeah, so I mean, we definitely that was that was one mismanagement for sure. Um, that could have cost certainly could have cost the game. I mean, it almost seems like you don't like Stansbury, man. <laughs> Listen, I <laughs> for anybody that doesn't know, I just get frustrated. I mean, there are so many times that I'm just wondering what in the hell is he thinking? Oh, like, and then he explains. He explains like we're going to press so that we can slow them down. I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> I always love his impression. <laughs> Tavion, I just miss Tavion. I don't know what to do without Tavion. <laughs> shoot that ball. He can shoot that ball. Oh, Anybody can shoot that ball. Got to develop a bench without ever playing them. <laughs> And that, crazy, that's, what frustra- that's what frustrates me though is even during tournaments and stuff like there's no breaks for the start for their starters oh you know yeah. and it's that's that's one of those things that i always armchair coach yeah granted whatever um but like you never played yeah you know, i played eight years of college basketball and i know everything and first off i played little league play. basketball so just sit down um <laughs> Uh, but no, seriously, like, like these guys aren't getting any rest. Like they're, you know, you play through the entire conference USA tournament and you expect them to have good legs and yeah. it's not going to happen. Well, you've been murdering them all season too. Yeah. You know? Like why do they run out of steam at the end of the year? Cause they're freaking worn out. You're playing exactly. historically short bench. Yeah. Like if you look at his, I did an article on this. And I got ripped apart for it because everybody was like, why do you hate him so much and all this stuff? Well, it's just facts. When you look at his benches uh, in his six seasons, like four of them are like the top or the bottom ten of depth in Western history. It's ridiculous how how short his benches are, and he's had some good players. This year he may have a decent excuse, like really doesn't have that many people right now. But I bet yeah, you I mean, Harmon and uh, Williams, if they ever come back, he's still going to play maybe seven players. Yeah, that's what that's always eight butts, and he's going to alienate Brashear, and they'll probably transfer. Yep. And the thing that sucks is that I feel like if we had Coach Stansberry recruit players that had another coach, like in game, actually coach, we would be so good. But it's just the fact that he only really knows how to recruit. He's not as good as in game. Yeah. I think he's a good fundamental coach too. Like they, they have good fundamentals. They whatever stuff like that. But his strategy and his thought process in the game is is horrible. I hate it. He's he's definitely not a coach. 
he's a coach kind of like uh, like John Calipari, so to speak. John could, Coach Cal can definitely recruit, but Kentucky fans uh, definitely question his uh, strategy and you know how things work out during games. But he differs from Cal where he, like hell, even Cal had years where he would switch. You know, he would do the platoon. And Stance has never even come close to doing anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, you know, there's that. But, you know, and, of course, I'm, I'm going to older coaches, but, like, Rick Bettino was really good at fundamentals too. Um, but – and he was decent at recruiting when he was at Kentucky because he had the name too. Uh, but when you move across to Louisville, it's, you know, you're not the big dog anymore. It's a little harder. So he didn't always get the best prospects, but Patino was more of a developmental coach where it wasn't year one. You've got to be superstars like it is at Kentucky now, um, which they really haven't done that in the past couple of years, but whatever. Um, you know, they've got good kids over there, but they're not like they were. Do it. His strategy in game is excellent. That's what made Rick really good. Rick, uh, not Rick Patino uh, really good is he. <laughs> He would he would make sense when he made decisions and uh, he would manipulate the lineup whatever and find a way to make things work. Rick's solution is, you know, we need to make more shots and let's let's change the defense. And well, that's okay, about it. and then you hope okay. that it works out. Okay, Matt. What we're going to do real quick before we change topics, <laughs> um, I need you to say one nice thing about Coach Stansberry. Uh, his wife was nice to me once at the middle game. <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, I don't, ha- I don't hate him. And if okay. he, I really don't. And I, I believe he, you. what I get frustrated with is three straight championship games and every single one of them you can point at, we didn't, we didn't play well. There were things that sure, like he could have in the, in the, against Marshall. Okay. He could have said, quit shooting threes. They wish yeah. so we tried to play like Marshall against Marshall and it was horrible and it was what 67 66 Goodness, we yeah. just played our game and driven ball uh, what happens at the end of a, a conference tournament your legs are tired so you're trying to shoot threes and you're missing drive the ball that's what you do anyway you draw all these free throws and then you don't play your game in the championship why I don't understand that I think what always what you do always. I think what always kills me, I mean, I get having a base defense um, and definitely, you know, this is, you know, this is what we go to. Like start out the year with the young guys. We got the two, three, this is what we're going to do. But like, he doesn't even change it up, you know, with these teams that are shooters, like they're going to thrive off of, you know, two, three, because they're just going to hit threes. It doesn't matter if you were in a two, three, letting them go. Like you said, they had hands and faces on some of these guys and made no difference. I will say, uh, to refute that a little bit, Okay, against Louisville, the uh, what's I forget the guy's name, uh, but one of the Louisville players literally said uh, that Stansberry was changing up the defense on them from 2-3 to man, and they weren't sure what Western was in, and it screwed them up. Wow, um, okay. The second half. So, well, that's great. Give Rick some credit. I will. Sometimes his stuff works, but the thing is, though, that his only solution sometimes is switch up the defense and see if they get confused. Um, okay. And and run a 
run a bunch of inbounds plays and see if they work. And so it's just, it's, it's vanilla and there's not a lot of creativity. That's my issue. So you like Neapolitan. <laughs> I just like good ice cream. Okay. I, mean, <laughs> I don't care yeah, what flavor it is. Get, I've drank, get, I've drank about half my, I've mean, drank half my uh, pina colada. So there you go. Kind of relaxing over Yolo. here. Yolo. Two pina coladas, one for each hand. That's right. Actually, <laughs> mine's a double. I just put it in a bigger Western cup. So there you go. My dog is barking. I apologize. I was like, I was going to say, who's got, whose dog's barking? He probably hey, sees a cat. Nowhere as bad as Abby. It's okay. <laughs> She's over here dropping TVs and stuff in the background. So <laughs> it's just like, whatever, kid. You know, like it used to bother me, but at this point, I'm just like, eh, it's okay. I'm sorry. Sorry to our listeners, but I'm not sorry. I can't apologize for my kid. Hashtag single parent life. She's I'm not single. Parent. I'm not a single parent. I just do that to aggravate my wife. <laughs> you will be if you keep saying that. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so Western is playing. Uh, they got FIU at 3 o'clock on, dis- on January 8th. I almost said December. January 8th, uh, which is Saturday. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Saturday, 3 o'clock. Um, 3 o'clock Eastern. It is on ESPN+. Plus. So definitely check that out. And the Panthers are looking pretty good, except for conference play. They've lost one in conference play. Uh, they lost to ODU. Okay. Yeah, and they lost, They beat, uh, is that Stephen F. Austin? Probably. Yeah. SFA? STFA. Probably, yeah. Yeah, I clicked on it, but it won't show me. Let me see. If here. it's purple and in the shape of Texas, it's Stephen F. Austin. If their logo is. There's no logo. St. Thomas oh, it University be of Florida. St. Thomas, Florida. Okay, so here we go. Not as impressive as it <laughs> we first thought. <laughs> well, you know, hey, in my defense, I was like, S-T-F-A, Stephen F? Yeah, okay. no, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, but no, it's not. Uh, no, they beat uh, St. Thomas, uh, Florida of 95-72, which I would assume that's like a center college. For Western, probably Rhodes College. Uh, they beat BCU, um, which is Bethune Cookman uh, Wildcats, sixty-five, sixty or sixty-eight, sixty-five. Hey, that's called oh. Woody's. Oh, oh. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's that was an old defensive line coach at Western. So. So he was Matt, an academic all American at Bethune Cookman, but he sounded like a ding dong. <laughs> he really did, but but I'm sure he was a lot smarter. He just was a little he was a he little was slower a talking. <laughs> yes. Um. So who did? Okay, Matt. So who did you like better, Coach Mathis or Coach Woody? <laughs> I don't know, man. I like paying. I like watching. Uh, I like watching Woody more, but Coach Mathis, I think, was a cooler. He was awesome. He really was cool. He was just cool. He was, you walk up and talk to him, and yeah, um, didn't care. Yeah, he wasn't like the other coaches. He was different. Um, but Coach, Coach Woody was fun. <laughs> Coach, I got to watch Coach Woody and Mike Sanford one time uh, during winter workouts. <laughs> hey, cuz. 
Hey, uh, where are you taking uh, your where are you taking your Valentine? <laughs> taking mine to Mariah's. <laughs> Classic. That's, oh, bro. Hey, bro. I'm going to going to Mariah's and get some. <laughs> and then Coach Woody's like tenders. he's doing the you know how they used to do like the Taggart workouts or the winter workouts where you make everybody vomit. Yeah. Well, Coach Woody was like blowing his whistle like a thousand times, and Sanford goes, "Hey, cuz, why you keep blowing your whistle so much?" <laughs> <laughs> and Coach Woody goes, I just like to blow the whistle, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, no, uh, yeah. I literally saw Coach Mathis kick a trash can over a guy's head. Wow. He was three That's yards funny. away. He was like three or four yards away from the guy, and the guy wasn't doing the drill <laughs> right, and he kicked the trash can, and it went straight over the guy's head. And I was like, Holy crap. Like, that how is, did he not hit the guy? That is impressive. Just yes. enough to put the fear of God into him. Yes. Coach Mathis was uh, was the coach that when we played LSU, of course, they put the Tiger right next to our locker room or whatever. So we're all over there pregame. You know, we don't have to do – like, we didn't have a lot of responsibilities at that point. So we were out there making pictures of the Tiger because it was pretty cool. <laughs> and every time Coach Mathis would walk in and out – that tiger eyed him up and we were just like, I'm, I was sitting there watching and I'm like, Oh my gosh. And it wasn't just like anybody, it would see him. And so I told him, I said, Hey coach, you know, every time you walk by that, that tiger is just eyeing you up. And he's like, yeah, he probably thinks I'm a water Buffalo or something. <laughs> it's like, Holy hey, crap. Hey, Eric Mathis is a juicy man. I mean, if I was a tiger, <laughs> he wore that's a, he, that's a fine meal. <laughs> he had the biggest belt on the team. It was yeah. like a it was like a forty eight or something fifty two belt. It was a big belt, but he was not like a fat fat guy. He was just like a big muscular dude. Mm-hmm. Like I he, I would not mess with him. Mm-mm. Nope, not at all. <laughs> now if he was on my side in a bar fight, oh, I, I'd just sit back and have a drink. I wouldn't even worry about it because he'd take care of it. Yeah, I'll be his second. <laughs> Um, so anyway, Western's got FIU. Uh, what do y'all think our chances are against FIU? We should win that game. If we lose that game and start off 0-2 in conference, then that's going to be really bad. Yeah, then you got UAB in oh, middle next, who is I feel like the UAB game is going to be horrible for us, but that's just my opinion. We'll see. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of scared of them too. And it's at UAB. Um, Andy Kennedy's got them going pretty well. But FIU, I mean, I think we should be okay. Uh, but they they're they're decent this year. Conference USA as a whole is pretty good. Um, like like if you look at the records, nobody has this like god awful, you know, like one and twelve record or anything. I think Southern Miss, who we didn't get to freaking play, was like three and nine or something or four and eight. Okay, nobody else is better than that. So just kind of clicking through here, looking at. The different teams FIU has played. Um, they have played. They played. Looks like Central Florida, maybe. No, Trinity. Good gosh, it said T TCF. Uh, they played Trinity uh, College in Florida. They beat them one hundred and eleven to forty eight. They played Green Bay Phoenix. I didn't even know Green Bay had a team. They played North Carolina Greensboro, which I didn't know about them. Uh, they played North Dakota. They played Northern Florida. They played Florida Gulf Coast. Dunk City. Um, they've played, who is Stett? 
Stetson. Stetson Hatters. Stetson Hatters. That's hilarious. Um, they played EMU. Like I feel like they just kind of they just kind of padded their record because oh, yeah. they're ten and that's four, FIU, which looks really that's good. The FIU basketball strategy every year. If you look, they they'll play like three division three schools and you know two division two. Yeah, and <laughs> um, then they'll they'll have this like they'll be like five hundred or so against a horrible record, and you're thinking they're decent and they're they're awful. This year, I think they're decent though. Um, that's good. I mean, they're nine and what are they nine and four? So ten and four. Ten and four. Okay, ten and four. So, I mean, decent team and um, got to pay attention to them and go beat them. Yeah, they're ten and four right now. Um, they are zero and one in conference. Like I said, they lost to ODU, um, and then of course we'll be playing them this Saturday. And let me see what other games we got before we go away. We got uh, UAB on the 13th, which will be next uh, Thursday. So we'll talk that one next week. Um, let's scoot over to women's basketball real quick. And let's talk some lady top basketball since we got Matt on. Sure. So you want me to just go for it or what? You just go for it, buddy. Let me, you, I will not interrupt. Okay. Well, listen, I mean, honestly. Number one, they're two and zero. If y'all didn't know, they're two and zero in conference, and they faced two pretty good teams in Southern Miss and La Tech. La Tech has the uh, obviously the tradition in women's basketball, but Southern Miss has been really good for a while, and Western played them in a uh, conference USA championship once, and whatever. So they're these are both two pretty good programs and pretty good teams. I don't think they're like conference USA's best. But the fact that we beat both of them by double digits, even though it was at home, uh, really, really impressive um, to do that. And Merrill um, Abdel Gawad, um, she has been on an absolute tear. Uh, let's see, she had she only had sixteen against um, La Tech. But the three games before that, I think she was averaging almost 25. Um, wow. And she's actually averaging – let me look at what she's averaging now for the for the year. She's averaging 19.4. Um, that's up a couple points from a few weeks ago. She was averaging about 18. Um, so, really, it's really nice to see her uh, coming along and being a, actually being a leader. And, you know, one thing she did when she was young was she wouldn't really play defense and she would just kind of like jog around and stuff. She's she's all over everywhere doing everything. She's almost averaging a double-double. Um, wow. And she's like – she's only like, I don't know, maybe 5'11", 6 foot. So, she's it's not like she's, you know, this huge woman in the middle of the paint eating up everything. Like, she's – She's just a decent athlete that's got some skills and can shoot, and she's she's doing some big things and um, putting herself in position to be like kind of a conference player of the year, at least in the conversation. Um, no. and she's got Western at nine and four. Um, we've already got two more wins uh, than we had last year, um, all year. So. The fact that this team lost a ton of people, <laughs> maybe it was actually a really good thing. Yeah. Um, because I, I don't know. There was just something wrong with the team last year. They just didn't have any kind of juice. Um, and this year, they're, I mean, they're looking like, uh, God forbid, maybe even a contender. Um, so it's really, 
like in the beginning of the year, I was thinking, okay, you know, we might be decent. And man, we've really come on. And I think, let's see, we've lost one, one game in our last one, two, three, four, uh, nine games. And that was against Tennessee Tech by four. Um, And Tennessee Tech's not a bad women's basketball program. So anyway, um, we've really been pretty solid. And I think uh, think people should check out the Lady Tops um, if you want to see good basketball. And they play a really exciting um, style and everything. They're pressing just about the whole game and uh, up and down the court and and, – I'm really – I've been really impressed with them. I did not – I was hoping that maybe they'd get back to 500. Uh, they're clearly going to be better than 500 this year, and we might we might get to about 20 wins or so and maybe maybe make a run at the conference. So I'm really pleased with them. And I think Collins, you have to give him a shout-out. Um, the fact that he kept the team together last year enough to be decent at the end of the year, they were awful early last year and they found a way to be competitive even though they had no talent and no chemistry and nothing. And he takes this team, which is all new people and a few transfers and stuff like that. And they're great. They're, they're, they're a really good team. So gotta be happy with them. Yeah. I mean, like you said, I, I, their resume thus far this year looks really good. I mean, beating several decent teams. Um, and then they've got FIU. They're going to be playing in Miami. Uh, that game's at noon Eastern. Uh, it is not televised. I'm hoping they've got it on some uh, radio channel so people can listen to it and support the Lady Tops. Um, It'll be on 102.7 usually for the women. Okay. Okay. Uh, ESPN 102.7. And it's also on the WKU Game Day app. If you have, If you download the WKU Game Day app, you can listen to any – men's or women's basketball game on the radio. There you go. So definitely check that out. You can listen to the game. Um, And then next uh, Thursday, the women are going to be playing Rice at Rice. Um, And then on the 15th, they're going to be playing North Texas on the 15th. of. So that's next uh, Saturday. And then, then we've got FAU at home finally. So when they come home, go to the game. Support the Lady Tops. Uh, they need your help, need your support, and it makes the atmosphere a lot more fun for them to play in and all that good stuff. And if you've got a daughter who enjoys basketball, take her to the game. It's not that bad. It's not that I mean, if you, you know? want to see good fundamental basketball, don't go to the men's game. <laughs> go to the women. <laughs> see, there you go. How do I don't know. You go throw shape. That's that's great. Um, Sorry, but... No, you're good. Um, so just one more time. Uh, I'm going to let our the sponsor of this episode play. So, if I can get it, I don't know what this this thing's not working tonight. But okay, uh, our sponsor of the ad is BetterHelp. So, I am not a champion in the past. I've needed a therapist. We all need someone, and it's a strong person who can admit it. I talked to my doctor, who referred me to a therapist, and I really didn't have much say as to who the therapist was. But with this episode sponsor, BetterHelp, you do. You can filter out who you'd like to talk to, age, gender, religion, and more to pair you with the person who works best for you. And if the person isn't exactly who you're wanting, you're not stuck. You can switch counselors. BetterHelp strives to offer affordable, professional, and accessible online therapy. So go to betterhelp.com slash redout 
today to save 10%. By doing this, you not only support us, you can work toward a brighter, healthier you. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Again, yes, thank you, thank you, BetterHelp. Um, like I was just talking about, Lady Tops, uh, they're going to be playing FIU in, in Miami. Uh, so listen to that game if you can. Um, and then the men are going to be playing F. Well, we're at, they're both in Miami. Okay. I thought one was in Diddle. I'm sorry. Uh, this one is, oh, dang it. I've got the Lady Tops, both of them pulled up on the same tab. Uh, let me check this real quick. <laughs> the men play at F. No, that we play in Diddle. It's at home. I thought yeah, we yeah. did. I thought we did. That's what yeah, I they do. The stupid uh, women are on the road, men are at home thing. Yes. So, like so men are men are at home. Uh, it's on ESPN Plus, three PM Eastern. Like Matt said, you can check it out on the uh, Western app, uh, or you can listen to it on one hundred two seven, which is the ESPN affiliate in Bowling Green. I'm pretty sure, right? Yes. Okay, yes. uh, definitely check those games out, and we'll be back next week to talk about Western versus um, Rice, uh, both men and women's, and then we'll talk uh, North Texas as well, okay? So we appreciate you all coming in and listening to us tonight, and as always, guys, go Tops. Go Tops. Go Tops. Go Tops.